We begin today with a story about prayer. At least, I thought it was about prayer when it was happening, but it rapidly turned into something, well, that I had, I had no idea what was going on. Oh, and I tell you about a witch from my childhood who I wanted nothing to do with, all on the way to answering the question, are prayers and incantation the same? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. It was a number of years ago, okay, quite a few years ago, that a woman approached me and said, could we set up an appointment? I want to get you to pray for me. Except, okay, I need to be honest, that first sentence tells you nothing about the reality of this story. She approached me and said that she had discovered some unsavory things in her family history. She wanted my help in praying for her family and ensuring their healing from any damage that this previous evil may have passed down to the current generation. Okay, let me begin by saying that this might sound a little strange, but there is an area of psychology called family systems theory. And this is the idea that people don't function in a vacuum and therefore troubles very often need to be seen as existing within a larger social system, such as the family. Although this theory is not isolated to families, any group of people can have family systems theory used to understand the actions taken by the members of the group. The idea is that the individual is not so much driven by their internal psychological state, but by the system within which he or she functions. And some of this involves history. It's not unusual for complex systems to get stuck in unhealthy patterns that they repeat for several generations. So the woman's request for prayer was not absolutely outside the realm of my experience and comfort. I kind of expected that she was going to come to me on the day of our appointment and say something like, I had a grandfather who was abusive of his wife and family, his kids, and every one of those people has carried emotional and psychological scars, which they took into their own families and now are negatively affecting the current generation of our family or something like that. Instead, on the day we got together, she said, I've recently been doing some research into my family history, and I discovered ancestors, three sisters who lived in the 1600s who got involved in the occult. They were witches. The evil of their practices, I fear, is influencing our current generation. Okay, this was way outside what I expected. And I asked her just in the moment, how did you do this research? She answered, I prayed and they and their practices were revealed to me. I was young and a new priest, and if the same thing happened to me today, I would simply slow the process down. But she convinced me to say prayers for her and her family, and suddenly in the middle of the prayer, which I don't remember a word that I said from that prayer, but suddenly in the middle of the prayer, she raises her hand like a pair of scissors, making kind of a snipping motion. As she's swooping her hand through the air and snipping, she exclaims, I cut the cords that bind us to this evil. And then she said it again. And finally, a third time, even more dramatically. And she looked at me very seriously and said, you cannot sever these evil ties unless you state that you are cutting them three times. When the whole thing was over, she thanked me and said she felt a great relief. She had a sense that the sisters and their evil deviltries were no longer influencing this current generation. 
Okay, so here's my takeaway from that rather unusual encounter. Number one, I need to start by asking more questions. So many more questions. I need to learn how to slow things down if I wasn't sure what was going on or if I was uncomfortable. And though I had been asked to pray with her, this was very different from any form of prayer I had ever experienced previously. This was the mingling of prayer and incantation. Okay, shoot, let's be honest. This may have left prayer behind altogether and taken up residence in the land of incantation. So for my purpose, an incantation is a series of words or a chant that is said or sung in order to use, in essence, magic to make something happen. When I was in elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee, there was a lot of talk amongst the kids about the Bell Witch, a local witch from Nashville who... I don't even really remember the story. Anyway, kids would say that if you go into a totally dark closet and say very slowly the words, I believe in the Bell Witch, three times, she would reveal her face to you out of the darkness. Now, this clearly is an incantation and one that I absolutely did not believe was real, but also that I attempted to avoid participating in with my friends every single time it was brought up. I mean, was it fake and a waste of time, or was it real and in that case, it was a horrible use of time? I just decided neither of those were answers that interested me in the slightest. There are plenty of people who pray for things, and by things I mean results, really. There are people who pray for healing. There are people who pray to find the right person to marry. There are people who pray for a good night's sleep, and some even pray to find a parking space. So what's the difference between prayer and incantation, or are they the same? Well, from my perspective, they are not the same. Now, I'm sure that there are people who don't believe in the reality or the effectiveness of either one, and they might say, well, they're basically the same. But from my perspective, they're not. An incantation is the belief that you are taking advantage of some sort of governing principle that is baked into the world in which you live. An incantation or even a spell will make something happen if you follow a series of words or a specific recipe. And if you do it right, that thing will happen. Prayer, on the other hand, at least prayer as I understand it, is about relationship. There are times in which I pray and I ask for something to happen, but it is part of a relationship. I never believe that if I say the words just right, then God is bound to produce what I've asked for. That would be an incantation. Remember that prayer, Christian prayer, as I understand it at least, is about relationship. And that relationship that we have with our Creator is not a relationship with an unchanging and predictable force that guides the universe. It is a relationship with an interactive, caring deity who loves us and wants to be part of our lives. Sarah and I have recently started doing a process where we check in with each other once a week. There are multiple steps in this process, and it's about being intentional about our relationship. This conversation we have with each other may result in something for either one of us or both of us to do, but that's not the purpose of the conversation. The purpose of the conversation is really to declare our intention to be mindful of each other. Prayer, I think, wrongfully gets the association with incantation, partly because I think there are times that we Christians approach it as if, well, that's exactly what it is. Prayer to me is better understood as a declaration of intent to be in relationship. Prayer is conversation. 
Sarah and I have conversations all the time, but if 100% of my portion of the conversation is simply asking Sarah to do something, then it really isn't conversational or relational at all. It's transactional. This is an interesting subject because the answer to the question is clear. Are prayer and incantation the same thing? No, they aren't. Are we guilty of treating them as if they are the same sometimes? Yeah, I think we absolutely are. Almost 25 years ago, a book was published that took large segments of Christianity by storm. It was entitled, The Prayer of Jabez, Breaking Through to the Blessed Life. Here's the premise behind the book. There is a little-known prayer said by a little-known biblical character named Jabez. And this prayer can be found in the Old Testament, the book of Chronicles. Jabez says this brief prayer in which he asks, in essence, for more wealth, more blessings, and to be protected from evil. This book that was published 25 years ago says that we should say this specific prayer daily. And if we say it every single day, we will receive blessings, wealth, and protection. In other words, the book very much claims, without using the word incantation, to have discovered the words of an incantation in the Bible. Say them, and you will be richly blessed. It's that easy. My point here is twofold. One is that we do, indeed, within Christianity, sometimes stumble into treating prayer as incantation. Second is more of a litmus test, but an easy one. First, how often do you pray? And no, that's not the litmus test. There are no wrong answers here, by the way. How much is prayer a part of your spiritual life? Then here's the question. How much of that, what percentage of your prayer life is asking God to make something happen versus being in conversation with your Creator? Now, let me be clear. The standards I'm about to share are not for someone who has a major life crisis. If your child is gravely ill, of course you are praying nonstop for healing. But in the regular course of life, with no major crisis happening at the moment, are there ever really moments where there's no major crisis happening? Anyway, at a portion in life where the crisis are at a minimum, how often are you asking for stuff, things to happen as a part of your prayer life? Is asking for stuff more than a third of your prayer life? Then probably you're slipping into the world of incantation, using prayers as a way to try to manage your life and the world around you. So let me throw out some rough percentages. Giving thanks for the blessings in your life should be 50% or more of your regular prayer life. Confessing mistakes, maybe around 20%, something like that. Sharing with God thoughts you are having on your journey through life, another 20%. And then maybe 10% is asking for stuff. The vast majority of that is asking for others, not for yourself. And that's all for today. By the way, the percentages you have just heard were given to me directly from God, and they are, oh, okay, no, they weren't. They're mine and not intended to be considered as a formula, but instead as a starting place for you to decide what's right for you. If these feel right, if they feel wrong, if you entered into this podcast with the understanding that there was going to be no math or percentages involved at all, reach out. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you have a question for me to wrestle with as a part of this podcast, I'd love to hear from you as well. My email address is dan at skypilot.zone. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for joining us here today and being part of the SkyPilot Faith Quest community. 
This is a great place to ask questions you wouldn't feel comfortable or safe asking in other places. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.